Before we begin, we have a quick disclaimer. All opinions expressed in Energon shots are strictly personal opinions. Also, this show's 18 up, so if you're listening to this and you're under 18, you're grounded. We have no connections to any company or corporation, and we do not represent any larger conglomerate which may or may not exist to sell toys to kids. We also do not represent any comic book publisher who may or may not release stories about robot aliens from any specific planets. Also, both of our personas are made for this show and this show only. So if you see us anywhere else, they're fakes, and you should kill them. Uh, wait, what? Remember, if there's two of you in the same universe, the universe will kill one of you eventually. Do your civic duty and shoot your doppelganger on sight. Uh, don't, don't do this. Don't murder anyone. We do not endorse murder. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. Everybody, and welcome to Energon Shots, where we take shots at the cons and bots. My name is Livewire, and I'm the thirsty one. And I'm Bogey, and I'm the hungry one. For some reason, why, why hungry one? Because I'm the thirsty one, and you have to be the hungry one. It has to even itself out. That's a different kind of thirst, you know. But it, like, you, thirsty and hungry, they're, they're opposites of each other. It's a thing. Uh, Just th read okay, the cue I... cards I give you. Fine, fine, whatever. I'm the hungry one, sure. <laughs> Yay! So I'm the thirsty one, Bogey's the hungry one, and we have a very important topic to talk about today. Do you know what it is? I don't, because you didn't tell me. That's because I never tell you. Today's you, episode you topic is the one, the only, the walking savior complex himself, Mr. Optimus Prime. Oh man, I love this guy. He loves to die. That's, he I didn't mean to die to rhyme. he's a dad. <laughs> he is a dad. You love this guy? He likes to die? He hasn't died as much as Starscream, though. <laughs> okay, this isn't the musical episode. Let's, let's save that for later. <laughs> we get to have a musical episode? I didn't, okay, maybe. Maybe. If you're, if you stop being, uh, too thirsty. That'll never happen! Anyway, disclaimer, this episode only focuses on the mechs with the title Optimus Prime, and it will not focus on alternative bodies or instances of Optimus. So no gorillas, no lions, and no mechas. And no, uh, white people named Ultra Magnus. That, yeah, I mean, Optimus comes in many shapes and forms, but not all of them are actually Optimus. There's a lot of, uh, pretenders out there. There's a lot of nemeses to Optimus Prime, but we're not talking about him either. Uh, we are, we not. are talking about the original OG Optimus that dates all the way back to the toy line in 1984 when they were released under the name Diaclone. Yeah, he he's a pretty decent looking toy, but uh, back then all the toys were kind of weird. They were they were very um uh bricky. They were bricky, and they were metal, and they were made out of recycled aluminum cans. Because Japan was trying to go into a really, really heavy recycling phase, and they put all of their aluminum cans into toys. Particularly Transformers, and particularly Optimus. Because he was the biggest release that they had back then. That's that's good for the environment. It's good to know that the uh, the old Transformers weren't just, you know, plastic waste. Not like the, the, the new ones. 
the, the new ones are okay, but uh, G1 is really where it started in the comics and with the toys and uh, the Optimus toy, uh, a full mint condition in-box Optimus with all the parts as one of the most coveted toys for any Transformers collector. I mean, not for me. I, look, Optimus is okay. He's not my favorite, though. I don't, I don't need an Optimus. Is it because he's a dad? No. Why would you say th <laughs> that has nothing to do with it? Are you sure? Yes. Obviously. Come on. Do you want to, do you want to hear something cool? Sure. A mint condition cool? inbox. It's actually cool. Yes, a mint condition inbox Optimus Prime goes with for between three hundred and twelve hundred dollars. So over a grand for a mint condition Optimus. Oh man, I mean, keeping it in mint condition after all these years is kind of a feat. So I'm not, Maybe not too mint. surprised. Maybe the box is a little beat up. Oh well, in that case, yeah, that's that's a little bit too much. If you can keep it in like uh. A sealed box and it doesn't get dented at all then then i think you deserve like at least a million for it come on <laughs> a million <laughs> come on let's let's not undercharge here are you willing to pay a million dollars to hold optimus prime in your hands bogey no because as i previously mentioned optimus is not my favorite and i don't need him Okay, it's because he's a dad. Anyway, G1 Toy Optimus was really great, but G1 Show Optimus was, uh, it sure was something. He was, yeah, he was kind of, um, he was too good for his own good, you know? He was very nice and kind of trusted people too much and, uh, a little bit naive, but he was also, like, really responsible, you know? G1 Optimus was also very blocky, and he was voiced by the magnanimous Peter Cullen, who went on to voice him for a bunch of different series afterwards, but weirdly enough, not all of them. I mean, there were some other really good voice actors who did Optimus, like, really well. He was just a very good one, though. Like, oh, yeah. definitely one of the standouts. Oh, yeah. I got to talk to him for a little while, and he said that Optimus's voice is based off of his older brother when he got back from the military. Yeah, uh, something about um, being strong enough to be gentle, right? Yeah. Like, his brother didn't want him playing a character who was, like, super, super macho. Like, and it really shows, like, Optimus sounds like a nice person, someone you'd really want to hang out with. Someone who's, he like, approachable. sounds like a dad. Okay, yes. He sounds like a dad. <laughs> yeah. So G1 Optimus was pretty good. Um, toy, the Optimus toys that have come out uh, have been pretty good. Uh, some are a little more complicated than others. We're not getting into those right now, but we will get into Robots in Disguise 2001 because that Optimus was interesting. Oh, are we going to get into the deaths as well? Are we going to yes. do a death counter? Yes, we need a death counter for Optimus. Oh, I missed. I skipped the movie. Yes. So Optimus uh, has died a lot. Not as much as Starscream, but he's died a lot. And he's come back to life a lot, too, but he's mostly just kind of died. Because, again, he has this savior complex where he has to be the one to make the ultimate sacrifice. And meh, 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 I am the matrix of leadership and the generations of wisdom flow through my chest, my bob. Oh, my God. So pretentious. This he's guy. pretentious. He just, he loves death. That's, it's one of his hobbies, really. He dances with death and then he loses. <laughs> So, in, in G1, he dies twice. He dies uh, very famously in the movie, which scarred a lot of children in the 80s. 
Because there was 40 <laughs> minutes left of the movie still, and we were just like, what's going on? What's happening here? And then um, when they revived him for season three, because everyone was fucking complaining about it, uh, they killed him off again. Like, they didn't learn the lesson the first time. They had to bring him back and then, you know, let him sacrifice himself again. Uh, Rip in pieces. Indeed. Um, apparently he was also in the Headmasters, uh, which he wasn't a prominent character in because he Briefly. also died. Yeah, there was like a flashback of him dying, and then I think he showed up in the show and then died. He's, he's like really not part of the Headmasters. Like, it's, it's mostly like, uh, Chrome Dome and them. But he is there, and he does die, so add another one to the, the tally. Yay! So that's two deaths for Optimus. That's three Wait, deaths. Three. three deaths. I can count. I can count. C can you? Can you? No! <laughs> but can I count on you? I, I also know, but <laughs> does Optimus <laughs> die in Robots in Disguise 2001? He does not, because uh, that show is kind of for a younger audience. Uh, which is weird considering, like, G1 was also for a younger audience, but, like, Robots in Disguise is kind of wholesome. Uh, Optimus in that show... Okay, when I say wholesome, I mean he kidnaps a child, basically, in, like, the first episode. Uh, he's That's like, hey, not kid. wholesome! <laughs> like, the kid's, like, the chosen one or something. Like, his dad gets taken by the Predacons, not the Decepticons, the Predacons, and the Autobots... Not the Maximals, the Autobots need this kid to help them. Uh, Why is there always a chosen child? Uh, because otherwise, who are the kids at home going to, uh, you know, Project relate to? Project onto? Project onto, there it is, yeah. They, they yeah. need to feel like they're a part of it. Um, well, I guess if they want to be kidnapped by Optimus Prime and held in his very big, strong arms. Uh, I think that's just you. It's a lot of people, actually. Did you know that there's a disease on Cybertron and it has a name for people that uh, try to be Optimus Prime and that they think that they are Optimus Prime? I imagine those people have very short lifespans. You'd be surprised. Oh, no. But yeah, Robots in Disguise 2001 Optimus, uh, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, if a little bit forceful... Um, he's not voiced by, uh, the same guy. He's voiced by Gary Chalk, who also voiced an Optimus, not the Optimus. It's a different guy. It's a monkey in, uh, Beast Wars. And this yeah. guy, I think, does a really good job. He's a lot more, um, military, you know? So he feels a little bit less... He's still got that kind of father energy, but he's a little bit more detached. Uh, I but what I will like say... I feel like Optimuses <laughs> that balance military really well do very good. Because he's in charge of a war! He's in charge of a whole war! Yeah, Sometimes. and he's kind of... He's often the cause of it as well. Yeah. Um, the one real standout, though, and I think that you'd like this live wire, uh, huh? in Robots in Disguise, he's extremely thick. Like... <laughs> like... The, as like in, with, the animators... Like with three C's. They Whoa. they made his thighs so round. He's got like um those uh Beast Wars era like round ass cheeks as well. It's <laughs> it's really wild. He is Why are you paying so... attention to Optimus's round ass cheeks, Bogie? Because the show keeps shoving it in your face. I tried to like pause on a screenshot to be like, hey friend, you know, like I sent that to a friend, I was like, hey, look how thick he is and after I noticed that, it just stuck with me. I could not stop noticing how 
chunky and beefy they made him. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not, not that kind the of... thirsty one this episode, it seems like. No, I'm not that kind of bot. It's just... Hey, let's move on. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's move, move on. on from your from your noticing Optimus's thick, juicy thighs and ass. Look, I, I was saying it for your benefit, but you had to like put it back on me like this. Uh, I, I don't even like Optimus. Oh, oh, okay, fine then. Uh, Armada, Armada <laughs> Optimus is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Armada Optimus is also voiced by Gary Chalk, and I think. He really hits his stride here. I mean, he hit his stride in uh, Beast Wars, but this is like a really balanced Optimus. He does feel um, definitely like a protector. He feels very responsible, um, but he's also like very much like a, a war commander. Like, and it's also um, this show goes into his uh, personality and like motivations a little bit more, and it kind of explores a darker side of Optimus where he loves the war so much that he can't actually stand to like end the war. You know, even when there's an opportunity to uh, kill Megatron at the end of Armada, he refuses to do it. He he tries Ooh. to, like, call it a draw. Um, He's and like, this in needs fact, to keep going because it's how I live. It is. He's, like, he cannot stand to, like, even, even like, the last few moments, um, like, uh, Unicron would be defeated if Megatron just, like, drops into his mouth because then one of them would be gone and the hatred that fuels... Um, Unicron would be destroyed, but Optimus keeps holding on to him. He like refuses to let Megatron go to the point where Megatron has to like break his own uh, tank treads in order to like fall down. And Optimus Ooh. is like, sc Optimus screams his name the whole time. Like it's, it's honestly kind of hard to see, and he's so ashamed of it by the end that he like does not rejoin the Autobots. He like drifts through space forever. Oh, there's, I mean, Optimus kind of just drifts through space after uh, not getting what he wants a couple of times. We'll get into that later, though. He's he's a little bit of a piss baby. Uh, he he does is die, a piss though. baby. <laughs> he does die, though. Not at the end, but um, I think at the end of season three, he dies. Uh, and it's pretty graphic, too. Like, it's it's brutal. This guy goes um, completely deaths. white and then shatters. Uh, it's kind of sad. But, you know. You know, it's fine. He comes does he back. Die? He gets better. Does he come back in Energon? Uh, he does. He comes back in Energon. I guess he decided that, you know, he was done moping. Um, and he's kind of, again, like a dad figure. Uh, especially to the main human kid, Kicker. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, one of the most common things that Optimus says is like, you know, what am I going to do with that kid? Uh, he's like very wholesome, very genuine. But he I becomes feel like another dad. He does. He cannot stop, like, adopting human children and being father figures to them. It's... <laughs> that's that's his disease. That's his problem. Um, oh, I found I... the name of the Optimus disease. Oh, yeah? It's named... Uh, it's called Primus Apotheosis, and it is a recognized Cybertronian personality disorder that affects 2% of all Autobots. And it's a, it's a really obsessive form of hero worship uh, characterized by the obsessive need to specifically emulate Optimus Prime. So 2% oh of the Autobot population needs to be Optimus. That's really funny. That's a huge percentage. Oh, my yeah, God. That's a lot. I mean, it's... It's like, you know, 2% sounds small until you realize, like, in a conference co room with, like, a uh, thousand Autobots, uh... 20 well, of them are going to try and be Optimus. 
Ah, see, you can count. Better than I can. Yay! Uh... So imagine 20 people going around trying, pretending, or thinking that they need to be exactly like Optimus, and how fucking insufferable that would be. Oh my god. No, I don't even want to imagine it. For the disclaimer, I am neither an Autobot or a Decepticon. I am a sentient gun uh, that Brainstorm made that kind of just came to life because I haven't, I wasn't always a gun, but I'm not an Autobot and I'm not a Decepticon, so I can say whatever I want about both. I mean, I'm neither as well. I'm a, a Maximal, not a Predacon, a Maximal. I, I switched factions. It's important. Uh, okay. But, you know, it's like descended from Decepticons, so but they do won't Do you have mind. an Optimus Prime complex? No. I. Good. I'm... I'm quite happy just just staying in my own lane. It's fine. Excellent. So he comes back in Energon. Does he die in Energon again? No, he doesn't. He tries to. Uh, at the end, he tries very hard to die, but uh, once again, Megatron fucking beats him to the punch. <laughs> like, yeah, that guy. That guy like really likes to show him up in the uh, Unicron trilogy. Excellent. Not in Cybertron though. Not in Cybertron. Uh, Optimus actually is able to kill Megatron in Cybertron, uh, and I don't think he dies in it. That's character development. It it really is. Although, technically, technically Cybertron is completely disconnected from the lore of the previous two shows, so is it really character development? Mm, I mean, he developed into an Optimus that could kill Megatron. That's true. That's true. And then... Um, Regrettably, we must speak of Bayformers. Oh, <laughs> God. Optimus in the Bayverse is a completely different beast, and I mean beast. A really funny little tidbit. Um, Peter Cullen had to audition three times to be Optimus Prime in Michael Bay's movies because Michael Bay didn't know who he was. I don't know if that's common knowledge or not, but it's knowledge that I have. Oh my god, that's that's terrible. Imagine being like the person who revives the Transformers franchise and not knowing who Peter Cullen is. That's, yeah, three times you had to audition three times. God, I I don't want to know what shows Michael Bay watched to understand what Transformers was. Clearly not Transformers. Clearly not anything <laughs> with Transformers. But yeah, Optimus is in the Michael Bay universe, and the only reason I mention this is because he gets, like, hot rod flames. I I saw a truck the other day that had Optimus hot rod flames on it. It was like a pickup truck, and when I went around the back, it had the Autobot symbol. So I'm pretty sure that Optimus is out there. He's just in low-profile mode because he doesn't fucking want anyone to bother him. God. He, he does die in Revenge of the Fallen, which is good, but then he gets brought back to life, which is fucking stupid. They should have they should have left him dead, honestly. Like, this guy five is... Five deaths. Five deaths. Gosh. He doesn't die in the Universal Ride, though. Oh, good. Yeah, in the Universal Ride, he's very, um, I mean, he, he does a good job in the Universal Ride. He fights Megatron at one point, and he, like, screams at him, and then full body tackles him, and then, uh, he, he, like, he, he, he doesn't kill him, we kill him, and then we drive out, and then Megatron's dead, and Optimus is alive, and he's like, you saved the city, your bravery will not go unremembered, or whatever, and then, and then you leave. But he, he's certainly there. He's also at the meet and greet, and I, I never go to his meet and greet, because I don't care about him. Aw, let's think about his feelings, though. I, I know. 
But yeah, he's in Bayformers and he dies in Bayformers and then he survives the the Universal ride. Um, and then we get to a completely different Optimus who is absolutely nothing like any other Optimus. And that is uh, the walking baby complex uh, TFA Optimus. I don't know if he has a baby complex per se. I think he's just baby. Infer- he's baby with inferiority complex and it's all Sentinel Prime's fault. Oh, that fucker. I mean, he does He does definitely have an inferiority complex. He's like, bruh, he he's got baby. kicked out of the um, the elite guard. Like, this guy has been shafted so much for things that were not his fault. Uh, so ev- anytime, like, something bad happens to Sentinel in, uh, in animated, like, Optimus deserves that. You know, he deserves to see uh, Sentinel is just ahead. Like, yeah, he, de- he definitely deserves to see Sentinel is just ahead. I would have been tempted to just run up and punt him in the next week. Fuck Sentinel Prime. <laughs> I mean, I, I would do that if I had the courage to do that because, like, look. Just get a running that's... start like Charlie Brown and then rear back and then just kick him with the side of your foot and send him flying. And then and if... just, we'll just let Optimus do that and he'll get a wonderful sense of self-preservation. It's the karmic retribution that he desperately needs. Do you not think that that chin is full of lead? Like, that, that chin's not going anywhere. You're like, you try to kick the head and it just rolls a little bit like a bowling ball and your foot <laughs> you has been dented. Are you kidding me? Just like the rest of his body, his whole head is full of hot air. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. Wait, why why is he taking over the the section that's meant for Optimus? I can't believe this. Even outside of the cartoon, he's still showing Optimus up. TFA Optimus is baby. He is. He doesn't even know what sex is, which He did. <laughs> Sorry, well, he used to have a whole conversation and it scars him for life. Oh, that that expression in his eyes after she tells him, he's just this this horrified fear. Like he looks like he's about to like cry <laughs> optimus and transformers animated is the equivalent of like that 22 year old kid who is given a position but like out in the middle of nowhere with only like five people and no everyone expected them to die and that's basically what his job is yeah i mean he does become capable as the show progresses uh although there are some serious missteps like uh i believe in the season one finale, he doesn't trust Sorry with the key. He doesn't trust his own team members, and he kind of gets called out for it. Yeah. Uh, and after that, he, like, kind of does a better job of, you know, trusting those he's working with instead of just taking everything on himself. Yeah, and his voice actor did a really good job, too. Oh, man. David K David is just K. a god. I love that guy. Usually he does Megatron, uh, but in this one... When he was called back uh, during auditions, he thought he was getting Megatron, but no, it was Optimus. And he so was just like, he... Huh? okay. Yeah, so he had to um, do like a heroic voice instead of being like the evil, you know, yes, kind of guy. <laughs> Look, if you say yes in that intonation, everyone knows who you're talking about immediately. You're either evil well, or you're queer. There's no in-between. Or you're a queer-coded villain, which is why everyone thinks Cruella de Vil is hot. Do they? Don't, don't tell me they do. You'd be surprised. Anyway, moving on, <laughs> after TFA, we get to my personal favorite Optimus, who I have a, a very large uh, figure of, and that's Transformers Prime Optimus. Oh, yeah, the guy that uh, genuinely looks like my real dad, uh, so I cannot, <laughs> I legally cannot call him a dad or, like, a dilf or anything, because no, 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 no. Transformers 
Optimus Prime Optimus is probably the ultimate dad. I think he's the Optimus that has the most amount of compassion and forgiveness out of literally every other Optimus that I've seen. Transformers Prime Optimus is incredibly capable. He's very, very good at leading his team, but he's also willing to give everyone, literally everyone that is a Decepticon, a second chance, including at some point Soundwave, which is really weird. Oh, so when was that? Uh, I forgot what episode, but I think it was when Soundwave was captured, and then Soundwave oh, was just yeah. like, ha fuck you, and he deleted his whole brain. Oh yeah, he did like a dubstep remix of what Optimus just said to him. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's like it's the best great. comeback you can do. Oh yeah, they're right up there with the sad clown trombone. That too. But yeah, Transformers Prime Optimus, along with being very hot, uh, is a very good Optimus and goes through a lot of character development through the series, but he ultimately dies in the movie, sacrificing himself to revive the Well of All Sparks and bring uh, Cybertron back from the brink of death. Oh man. He also dies in animated, but he gets out of, out of the way in like the first few episodes and then he comes back to life and it's it's fine. He doesn't die again after that, so that's Seven two more deaths. tallies for the- Oh my gosh, this guy. Yeah, this guy. at one point he loses his memory and then becomes Megatron's best friend when Megatron tries to convince him that Ratchet was an evil warlord, which is really funny. I, I also like that uh, Megatron like tells Soundwave, like, hey, you know, delete all the sensitive stuff because we're going to have uh, Orion Pax looking through it. And Soundwave just straight up does not delete it. He just kind of encrypts it a little bit and then it gets hacked immediately. Like, yeah. And then Megatron's just like, no, he's like really good at his job. This is this is how we met. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, but he does oh, die. He does die at the end of Transformers Prime, but then he comes back in Robots in Disguise 2015. And he's so much worse. He's very bad. He's very, very bad. Robots in Disguise 2015 Optimus is my least favorite Optimus because he's a douchebag. And he disrespects Windblade and no one fucking disrespects Windblade in this house. I mean, I disrespect her sometimes. Eat ass! No! That's that's the opposite of what I want to do. Anyway, Robots in Disguise 2015 Optimus sucks. He's an asshole, and he disrespects Bumblebee, and he undermines his ability to lead his team, and he fights with him all the time, and it gets so bad that Bumblebee has to banish him to the other side of the fucking world with half of his team. And it sucks, <laughs> and he sucks. I hate that Optimus. He doesn't um, die, actually... but he deserves to. I'm actually going to say something controversial here. I actually like that Optimus. Like, I he's terrible. He's the worst. He's so shitty. And he's, like, senile. But I kind of like that he's so bad. Just openly. It's kind of entertaining. I think that his brain got rattled around while he was dead. And he just kind of came back. And part of his brain was just missing. And it was the part where he was a decent person to everyone around him. Oh god, I mean, at least that part comes back in uh, Rescue Bots. Like, he's he's fine in Rescue Bots, although, to be fair, throughout the entirety of Rescue Bots, that takes place during uh, Transformers Prime, so that's technically TFP Optimus. He's so nice in Rescue he's Bots. He's great! He, um, I mean, what his whole thing that he's doing in Rescue Bots is shielding these bots from the war, because uh, they went into stasis before the war even began, and you know, they've been isolated to some accident-prone little island that is literally held up by, like, glue and toothpicks. Uh, and Optimus just, like, he doesn't call them back very often, you know? Heatwave is always like, please, let me off this show. I want to say scrap. I want to say, 
I want to say like robot swears, but Griffin often Rock calls is them a back. safe scientific community. One of those words is not true, and it's safe. It's it's the <laughs> least safe place. It's literally it's literally so accident prone. I think that's kind of a war crime, actually. Optimus, you know, he doesn't involve them in the war, but he does put them in like the most dangerous place to live. Yeah, but it teaches Chase how to be a police car, so I guess that's all we need. And then uh, Rescue Bots Academy, uh, nothing bad happens in Rescue Bots Academy. Well, actually, okay, wait, there's one last thing I want to get into with Rescue Bots. Uh, Optimus okay. becomes a triple changer in Rescue Bots. Uh, eh? Being that this is canon to uh, Prime, I'd like to think that I mean, he, he was a triple changer. I mean, he can fly at the end of Prime. He can, but can he turn into a dinosaur? No. <laughs> in in rescue bots in rescue bots uh there's one point where he gets he gets like a, a third mode and it's a T-Rex and he goes feral. What? Like it's like that one Beast Wars episode where they all like lose their minds because they've been in beast mode too long except it's with Optimus instead and he's like a fucking rampaging dinosaur. <laughs> we already have Grimlock. We don't need this horse shit too. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's it's cool, you know, uh, they, he, he has like a truck mode, and a robot mode, and a dino mode, like, it's just the holy trinity, it's fine. The dinosaur mode is just there so he can kill people off screen. No, no, it's rescue bots, he doesn't kill anybody, come on, come on. On screen? Okay, fair point. What about Prime Wars Optimus? Okay, wait, 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 wait. I do need to talk about Rescue Bots Academy, though, because now that I think about it, the timeline oh actually gosh. syncs up. The timeline syncs up, okay? During the entirety oh. of Rescue Bots, uh, this is Prime Optimus. Like, he's alive, it's Prime. And then yes. he dies, he dies, and then he comes back to life. And at the end of Rescue Bots, he tells all the bots they have to, like, split up and go in different directions and, like, be on different places on the planet, which is kind of a dick move, but understandable. But... This is definitely, for real, Robots in Disguise 2015 Optimus, because in the follow-up show, Rescue Bots Academy, the first thing Optimus does is kidnap a child. And by, kid <laughs> by kidnap a child, I mean he, like, bribes this kid who is, like, uh, a cube star. Like, Hotshot in, uh, in Rescue Bots Academy, like, has his life together. He's, like, a cube champion. He's really good at what he does. And Optimus is like, hey, you want to be a rescue bot? And Hotshot's like, no, I I really legitimately don't. And Optimus is like, it'll be really cool. You'll have so much glory. You'll love it. And uh, Hotshot's like, oh, okay. And then he's like completely out of his element. And Optimus doesn't apologize for this ever. Like, <laughs> he lies about uh, what it's like to be like a rescue bot and just takes this takes this guy uh, and I think that lines up with his attitude in Robots in Disguise 2015, so... Isn't uh, the aligned continuity great? <laughs> oh, aligned continuity, my beloved. Aligned continuity, our beloved. And then uh, Optimus is definitely in Prime Wars. He is. Uh, he kind of died in Prime Wars. It was, like, in the backstory of it. Uh, there's an iconic. Half? Sure, sure. There's like an iconic line that Megatron says, which is like, "Are you still mad that I that I killed you?" Uh, which is great. It's beautiful. Megatron right. is great. We'll we'll get into Megatron uh, later, but yeah. uh, Optimus in Prime Wars trilogy doesn't really do much. Like he's not there for most of it. He shows up at the end, 
Uh, but he shows he's... up after everything is already basically over. Pretty much. So, like, he gets to be in the beginning and the very end, and he doesn't help along the way at all. Fucking useless. God, I... He's not my favorite in Prime Wars Trilogy. He's just so nothing. Yeah, but he also... <clears throat> I'm... <clears throat> I'm dying. I'm dying. Are you? I'm dying. Are you, not are you as many okay? times as Optimus, but I'm dying. Do you, do you need to drink something? No! <laughs> Optimus and Cyberverse also kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, he's... Optimus and Cyberverse <sighs> sucks! He's not that great. He's also kind of nothing. He doesn't do anything! The well, whole series revolves dance. around... He dances, like, once. The whole series revolves around Bumblebee for, like, the first season. And then the second reason, it revolves around literally everyone except Optimus. And he doesn't do anything. It's very boring. I mean, fucking Megatron shows up at the end of, like, the third season and he's the one that solves everything with his own matrix of leadership because i guess optimus wasn't using his to its full advantage or something Fucking... man i don't even know i did not like cyberverse very much i i thought cyberverse was good but the pacing was very bad yeah some characters were like done really well but others were done dirty including optimus i just Except know, for I... Soundwave. Soundwave was the best character in Cyberverse, and I hope he's happy. He, uh, I don't know how to break it to you, Livewire. He's, he's not happy. I know. I can, I can dream. But, uh, the guy <laughs> that actually voiced Optimus in Cyberverse voiced him in the War for Cybertron trilogy, too. And I personally, even though I didn't like the War for Cybertron trilogy because it was just everyone sounded so sad um i thought that his performance improved a lot it was a little bit slow he talked very very slowly maybe his performance was good but the voice direction uh the voice direction <laughs> for the war for cybertron trilogy was terrible it was not very good he spoke at a snail's pace paused between like every three words as if he was like trying to make everything sound really important and he also didn't do, I mean, he, okay, wait, actually, he did do a lot of stuff, uh, as in, he did the bad thing. He threw the AllSpark into space when even Megatron was telling thing him. that everyone told him not to do. Like, even Megatron told him, like, hey, look, I know I'm being bad here, but that's even more bad than what I'm doing. Like, don't You're fucking do it. You're going to throw the fate of our planet into the fucking stars where none of us can do anything about it? Yeah, good shot there. And then Optimus was like, it'll be fine. And then he did it. And then Optimus was like, I have actually made a mistake. The entire second season is Optimus just trying to rectify this mistake. <laughs> like, they're just on a space adventure trying to find the fucking Allspark. It's a nightmare. Uh, yeah, and... Then in the end, he doesn't even get his waifu, Elita one. She's, she's like, dead. Dead in the snow. Yeah, Fucking... I didn't even like her anyway. <laughs> Rest in pepperonis, Alita. Rip in peace. Oh, man. But, yeah, there, yeah there that's... There have been a lot of optimists, some arguably better than others. Uh, some that just, like, are not really noteworthy at all, whatsoever. I, yeah. I don't. I am not an optimist fan. I do not. No. I, I like one Optimus, and that is the Optimus that I have on my Transformers figure shelf. And it's the biggest figure that I have, and it was $100, and it came with a sword, and it's great. It came with a sword. Which, which one is it? 
it's the uh, it was a third party release. I don't think it was Mastermind oh. Creations. It was. I don't remember exactly what the release was, but it's as big as a hairspray bottle. Easily at oh. least like a, over a foot tall. I actually also have a very large Transformers Prime Optimus. It's the um, Beast Hunters Optimus. Like, Ooh. the really fucking big one. It also has a big sword and a big shield and like this kind of like missile launcher on its back. It's nice. so fucking thick. Like, again... What's up with the thighs? Why do why do these people keep giving Optimus like the chunkiest fucking legs? Because they want him to be able to keep up with Megatron, but it's never gonna happen because Megatron will always be thicker than him. And with you know that segue, right. we're gonna get into our thirst corner. But first, we have a couple of commercials and sponsors, so sit tight and listen to that real quick. And we'll be back in a second to uh, quench the rest of our thirst with a couple of shots. Your thirst. It's My your thirst. thirst. See you in a minute. Hi, everybody. My name is Hanari Solomon. Don't ask how or why I got here. My only importance is to read some commercials for you. Our first sponsor today is Wild Bill's Soda Company. Uh, Wild Bill's Soda is a company uh, veteran-owned and operated. They sell a variety of different kinds of sodas uh, like uh, black cherry, sarsaparilla, vanilla cream, uh, root beer, and a bunch of other flavors. They also have things like coffee and beef jerky and snacks and freeze-dried strawberry ice cream, which is relatively new. Uh, Wild Bill specializes in savoring untamed flavor and bringing new and exciting flavors of soda that you probably haven't tried before uh, into the arms of your friends and your family. They're really good for parties and they're uh, really good for basically anything because they also have coffee. And uh, I love coffee and I have so many bags of their coffee. I have like maybe, god, eight. I have like eight bags of their coffee and it's really, really good. Uh, they also have a bunch of different things on their website, like, uh, merchandise that you can buy, like mugs, uh, and they make rounds to conventions, uh, of the video game and nerdy nature, and if you bring a mug to their convention, uh, you get some, uh, some pretty neat shoutouts from them. They come in all different kinds of colors and sizes, and they even have, uh, mini mules, which are like tiny little shot glasses. So, Wild Bills is, uh, definitely a super neat company. Uh, everything they do is really cool and all of the food that they have is really delicious um and my uh my fiance and my roommate and i order them all the time it's it's wonderful they're a good company and if you go online and you type in the partner code hanari that is h-a-n-a-r-i you can get 10 percent off of your purchase so go to drinkwildbills.com and type in the partner code HANARI for 10% off of your purchase. That was the uh, normal advertisement. Now to get into the uh, not normal and not safe for work advertisement because we are an adult show for adults and that is who should be listening to this show. And if you're not an adult uh, or you are under 18, you're grounded. 
Listen, we're all thirsty robo-fuckers. Uh, unfortunately, the robots that we all want to fuck don't exist in real life. Uh, but there are some great alternatives that you can purchase and have and own for yourself. And uh, you can get some of those alternatives at Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve is an adult website that has a lot of not-safe-for-work things, uh, such as toys and lingerie and other things to help you get on with your bad self while thinking, of Optimus Prime in bed if that is in fact who you think about. I don't because I see him as a father figure, but I digress. Adam and Eve has all kinds of toys and accoutrements for every kind of uh, set of reproductive organs that anyone may have. And if you go on their website and you type in the partner code HANARI, H-A-N-A-R-I at checkout, uh, you will be able to get 50% off of uh, almost any one item plus free shipping for anyone in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, any customers outside of the U.S. and Canada will still get the 50% off almost any one item, uh, just not the free shipping. Uh, it's a really cool website. I have like a lingerie robe from them that's very soft and very pretty and I wear it around the house because that's what you're supposed to do when you buy those kinds of things. But they have a lot more stuff and it's a uh, it is it is all not safe for work. Let's be real here. It's for it's for the fun times after the sun goes down or before the sun goes down. I don't control when y'all fuck. Um, but adamandeve.com is where you go to get pretty much anything you need to spice up your day, night, or otherwise. So go on over to adameve.com, that is A-D-A-M-E-V-E.com, and type in partner code HANARI at checkout to receive 50% off of almost any one item and uh, free shipping for the U.S. and Canada. The musical accompaniment for this episode and uh, all episodes was done by Daniel Jackson. It is from his song Lurker. Uh, you can find him online uh, at nightcallsk.bandcamp.com. That's N-I-G-H-T-C-A-L-L-S-K.bandcamp.com to find all of his music. And he is the one that does the intro and the outro and all of the in-betweens for the show. That's about it for uh, this brief commercial break. Uh, again, I'm just here to tell you guys about commercials and sponsors and all of the other somewhat important stuff because uh, I care about it. I'm not sure if the other two do. Uh, so I'm going to go and leave you guys to the proper hosts of this show because I think my cat is calling me. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you want to give us a shout out on Twitter or any other social media, uh, you can tweet out hashtag EnergonShots. Uh, it's self-explanatory. It's not hard. Uh, we will find it. We will read it. That is a guarantee. I now leave you to the mercy of the thirst corner and all of that all, all of that nonsense. Uh, have fun. Everybody and welcome back. 
Well, welcome back to the Energon Shots podcast, but also welcome to the Thirst Corner, where we we quench our thirst by taking a couple more shots. Uh, we took some shots at Optimus earlier. Now we're going to talk about some really, really important topics. The first one being Optimus is a DILF, but he's not a very good one. Discuss. What, what makes this an important topic? Is this like a hotly contested thing? Wait, you know what? Yes! You're right. Yes, it, it is! Okay, okay. He's it, a DILF, but he's a shitty DILF, and we don't want him. I... We don't want him to be a DILF, but unfortunately he is a DILF, and he's not good at it. I... He keeps kidnapping I, children! <laughs> you don't kidnap kids to become a dad! You're how a else bad gonna, DILF! How else is he gonna get kids? Like, they don't just grow on trees. I mean, they grow technically, but that's, I mean, there's a lot of ways that Optimus could get a kid that we could get into right now. Oh, oh no. Not, not that. Anything but that. <laughs> but he's, he's not a very good DILF because he keeps kidnapping kids and he's, he's, he's more of a father figure than a DILF really. But unfortunately he is kind of a DILF. And that's what a lot of people really like about him when I, like, look at, like, fan art and read fan fiction and all of that. But I, I think he's a bad DILF. Yeah, I mean, he's not my DILF. He might be someone else's DILF out there, but not, not for me personally. Uh, I think, for me, the problem is a lot of the time his portrayals are very, like, detached. And it <laughs> it feels kind of like the kind of father who, you know, you show your, your drawing to, you're like, Hey, Dad, look what I did. And he's like, okay. And says nothing more, like, I'm sorry to shit on, like, your favorite Optimus, but Prime Optimus has this vibe to a T. Hey, Optimus, do you want to see something funny? No. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds so confused. He sounds... He sounds so confused in that moment, like, why would I want to see something funny? He fucking shuts them down in a matter of seconds. Even Ratchet laughed. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, Ratchet isn't uh, dad material because he's too old, but... Uh, Shut up! He, I'm right. I'm right. Shut up! <laughs> We're not talking about Ratchet right now. We're talking about Optimus. And his TFA failings Optimus, as a father. And his failings as a father. And also, TFA Optimus cannot be a DILF, no matter how hard he tries. He's a little bit too, like baby i think like we keep calling him baby i think that's not giving him enough credit he's he is capable but like he's too naive you know he's again, a bottom if if that's what you want to call it he's a bottom look tfa look, he, optimus is a bottom just because he's unassertive and kind of like uh, wrong. Th- you put tfa megatron and optimus next to each other and you look me dead in the eye and tell me that optimus is a top in this scenario He's, well, that's, that's cheating. That's, that's fucking cheating, okay? Like, come on. You put Optimus with literally anyone else in the series, and you tell me that he's a top. Uh. (laughs) I. I win. I, okay. All Optimuses are bottoms. Not all of them. Surely not all of them. Come on. What, what, what? Optimus do you think tops and who and oh no do i have to get into this okay yes, okay that's the point welcome to the thirst corner okay well first of all bay vs optimus you tell you look me in the fucking eyes and tell me that guy bottoms for anyone he mm. 
He doesn't. Not even Megatron. I think that both of them would try to top each other like a fucking um, uh, sea slug dick fight. Like, <laughs> like what? You know, they like they both try to like fence each other with their with their penises until you know whoever wins. Uh, um, I don't want to finish the I sentence. Don't... I don't know anything about sea slugs, but I'm learning really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I so Vapor's Optimus not a bottom. Don't think he has it in him. Um, that's fair. I can, yeah, that's fair. I will agree with that assessment. Baver Baver's Optimus is a top. I think also. And um, his spike also has flames on the side. S spike really? No, no, no. It doesn't. His no spike fucking has flames it. on the side. It. How do you know? Have you ever seen Optimus Prime Spike? No. Do you want to? No! I. This is the <laughs> last thing I want. Especially not favors. God, that guy... He'd be uh, way too rough. He'd rip your face off. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. So Baver's Optimus is a top. Uh, what other Optimuses are top? Because I, I even think that TFP Optimus is a bottom. Love the guy to death, but he's a bottom. Um... I feel like... Uh, no, he's a switch. He's a switch. Okay, fair. I think Unicron Trilogy Optimus could kind of swing it. Maybe, like, Energon and Cybertron. Maybe not so much Armada, though, because he is kind of uh, tsundere about not loving war. I don't know if that mm. translates to being a bottom, though. I mean, I... theoretically, he could be a bottom. Theoretically. He's kind of like in a murky waters. But when it comes to Megatron, Optimus is most almost always a bottom. Because that is the top ship for him. Optimus and Megatron is the top ship, and it's the oldest ship, and it's where all the fan art and the fan fiction go. Uh, to absolutely no one's surprise. Oh god, yeah, that's, that's kind of like a ship as old as the fandom itself, right? Like... But it's not the most popular ship in the whole Transformers fandom. Really? It's not, no. I'm, I, I know that you've told me this before, like, multiple times. I still cannot think of a ship that would be more popular than Optimus and Megatron. So, so, currently, right now, on Archive of Our Own, Megatron and Optimus holds 1,921 fanfictions. The set above them, with a total of 2,437 fanfictions, is Jazz and Prowl. Oh, yeah, Jazz and Prowl. I... I still don't know why. Why those two? I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like... Because they want Jazz to fix Prowl and it's never gonna fucking happen. Okay, yeah, that's... That's understandable, but isn't like that the same dynamic with like Optimus and Megatron? No, because they're both broken. Oh, that's right. They are both like horrible war criminals. Yeah. And just going off of the uh, general Optimus ship chart, there's a... There's a lot of really good ones here. Megatron Optimus is obviously the highest one. Uh, the second highest one is one of my favorites, and that's Ratchop! Ratchop, Ratchop, Ratchop! It's just, it's just two old men. <laughs> it's two old men finding comfort in each other and then fragging each other senseless into the walls! Why, why does that always have to be a part of it? Oh wait, Thirst Con, that's right. Well, I mean, they can just, they can just hold hands and like, you know, play Sudoku together, like... Yeah, it doesn't need to be that much. Do you know how much fucking happens in geriatric nursing homes? Are you aware? I, I wouldn't know. You don't want to know. I'm only like a few million years old, okay? I'm not old enough to be in one of those yet. Baby, 
Anyway, Optimus and Ratchet is the second most popular ship. I guess the one under that is uh, Orion, Pax, and Megatron. But that I guess that kind of counts because Orion <laughs> is technically Optimus, but he's like, Orion, Pax is definitely a bottom. Orion, Pax is like if TFA Optimus was every Optimus. Orion, Pax is designated bottom. Sure, sure. I, I guess so. I can concede Yay. that. Yeah, look at that. And I then, finally agree with you. Yay! And then you may actually like this next one. Uh, the next most popular ship is Optimus Prime and Starscream, which is uh, also known as Star Op. I'm not a fan of that one. I... <laughs> oh, you you knew. You fucking knew. Okay. I... Look, I understand why people might like it. Again, it's kind of like, uh, you know... He can fix him type thing. Where where Starscream is like a treacherous little bastard, and Optimus is gonna be here to like fix him. I feel like most of the people who ship this watched like those two episodes of Prime where Starscream really wanted to join the Autobots and they didn't fucking let him because ooh boo hoo he killed Cliff Jumper yeah fucking whatever man whatever. But like it's not my thing. I this ship usually is dependent on like Megatron bashing which. It's weird, like, you'd think there would be less of that, but most of the time when I see people, like, really staunchly shipping this, they're like, if you like Megatron at all, or if you've ever said Megatron's name in your life, don't even interact with me. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really big thing, and I don't like that. Yeah, I feel like, in some ways, the ship, like, no shade if you like the ship. Uh, it, it definitely is cool, it can have some cool dynamics to it. But also, I like, think it's a neat ship. It's okay. It's okay. Not my thing, though. It is. It is a dynamic ship, just like the one below it, uh, which I I personally feel like this should be higher up on the list. But to be fair, she's gotten the shaft a lot. Uh, but it's Alita One and Optimus Prime. Oh yeah, there's there's like heterosexual bots sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, there's heterosexuality in here. Okay. Oh man, who would have thought? I mean, yeah. Maybe just Elite is okay, and in the upcoming show, uh, Earthspark, they're gonna have both of them. Like, Optimus is there, and Elite is there. Like, maybe they'll finally be, like, married after all these years. Maybe, maybe they'll actually settle down after fighting war for seven million years close to. I, I don't even know how many millions. It's, it's, it's too many for anyone to comprehend. Many millions! And then, the most uh, important ship out of all uh, is at the bottom of the list is Optimus Prime and you! As in, me personally. Yes, you personally! I, Optimus I can't Prime believe this. You have fan art now. Wow, I am, I am so uh, honored by this. I can't believe People this. People are writing about you and Optimus fragging into the floor. Okay, I... No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but a lot of people uh, ship themselves with Optimus. So Optimus Prime slash you or reader insert, self-insert, however you want to have it, is also very, very popular because everyone that wants to be with Optimus that happens to be a human or, you know, elsewise, uh, they just want to be held and protected and spoken to like they're the most important thing in the universe. And that's the only thing that I ever fucking read whenever I read these fan fictions. Oh my I, just, God. I, mean, I want Optimus to be a dad to me and also a boyfriend. Yeah, uh, kind of like a multi-tool, just combine everything all into one. I want to be patted on the head and told I'm doing a good job while shoving my face into his truck titties. His, like his windows. 
Yes, it's truck titties. So you're just rubbing your face against like a pair of windows. Like no, like between the windows. Oh, but isn't there like machinery in there? It doesn't have to be. You're gonna break your face. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned for you. I'm not gonna break my face. I'm not thirsty for Optimus. Optimus does nothing for me, but, but he does a lot just... of stuff for a lot of the people in the fandom. And his canon portrayal and fanon portrayal differences are huge. Oh my god. I mean, I feel like it's kind of evident the way we've been talking about Optimus so far. Like, again, we've been calling uh, TFA Optimus Baby when there's more to him than that. But also, he's Baby. Uh, but also, he's Baby. There's a lot of um, this oversimplification of Optimus where it's like, yeah, he's never done anything wrong. He leads the Autobots. He's a good person. He's a war criminal, guys. Like, I don't know how to tell this to you, but like... He's killed people. A lot of people. Even Transformers Prime Optimus has killed people. Many, 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 uh, you know, anonymous, uh, Viacons. They- they're fucking dead. Yeah, Optimus is, uh, he- oh, that's one thing that I didn't mention. Um, in, uh, in, uh, I didn't mention anything about Optimus from the comics! Oh no, it's <gasps> No! Fine. I can't believe no! this. It's fine, it's fine, we'll get to it. But yeah, so one of the things in the comics is that um, they, uh, in Lost Light, they go to a planet. Uh, it's like Necro World is what it's called. They go to a planet, and every bot that is there has a statue of themselves. And underneath the statue of themselves, there are these little blue flowers. And each blue flower uh, has about five or six petals on it. And each of those petals contains two of the spark essences of every single bot that they've murdered throughout the war. And mm -hmm. when Megatron walks in, he has an entire field of flowers that spans, like, the horizon and just does not fucking end. But Optimus has a field just as big, if not bigger than his. Yeah, like, this guy, he's, he may be your dad, but, uh, he's a little bit problematic. And I yeah. say that, like, in, in a good way. Like, it's fine to have a character who's, like, done some shitty things. It's... It's great. But, like, you know, he's not a perfect person. He's not just, like, this coddling father figure. He's a war general, you know? Yeah. And he's also really bad at being a DILF. But a lot of people uh, draw him very, uh, I guess, woobified. Not as much as Starscream, but the, the woobification of Optimus Prime is a, a pretty big thing. Um, but there are some fan artists that uh, are really, really good at drawing him, particularly Transformers Animated Optimus. Uh, if you're on Tumblr, you probably follow them. Most people that I know follow them. Uh, they're called Pastel Paper Planes, and they draw a lot of Transformers Animated stuff. But really Recently, they've been drawing a lot of Transformers animated Optimus and uh, I think uh, some kind of Gladiator Megatron. And they've been doing that a lot. I think it's based off of a fan fiction called um, The Silver Lining. I haven't read it, um, but uh, I it is a recommendation, I guess. Uh, it's called The Silver Lining. It's by Gemini Wishes, G-E-M-I-N-I, -I, capital W-I-S-H-E-S. Um, that's one of the fan fictions that people have done. I'm going to check my own bookmarks, but in the meantime, Bogey, what have you observed between uh, the canon interpretation and the fanon interpretation of Optimus? One of the main things I've noticed is the way that people um, treat his face mask. Like, apparently, um, 
there's a lot of debate about whether Optimus should be shown with the battle mask or with it off. Like, is that part of his face? Does he actually have a mouth under there? But, you know, in more recent shows, like, it's been kind of established that he does have a mouth and he uses it uh, in a non-dirty way. Don't don't think about that. Uh, and, you know, the battle mask how just does kind he, of... How does he use his mouth, Bogey? To, 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 to give really good speeches. Uh, what and does then, that mouth do? It it talks. It talks a lot. That's what it does. Shut up. Ah, yes, voice kink. <laughs> I understand completely. What? what? What the fuck is a voice kink? Oh, I can't wait to introduce you to that. I'll tell you later. I don't want to know. I'll tell you later. Don't worry about it. Oh, God. But, you know, regardless. So some people draw him with and some people draw him without. And... There's this tendency in uh, fan art, especially when it's, like, depicting Optimus as being, like, softer, especially in a ship with another character, usually Megatron, they take the mask off, even if it was never shown to be removable in that continuity. Like, I've seen a fair amount of Unicron Trilogy fan art. Uh, well, duology. He, in Cybertron, he does have an exposed mouth. But, like, in um, Energon and Armada fan art, they often remove his uh, faceplate or, like, kind of shove it to the side so that you can show off his uh, his lips. Uh, and it's it's quite a common thing to just unmask him because it makes him look softer. You know, you can see his expression. Uh, you know, his he's juicy, more... juicy lips that talk oh a lot. God, yeah. that That's honestly one of the main problems I have with uh, TFP Optimus. He doesn't have any lips. It's just, like, flat in there. Like, what he is the point? He also doesn't have a nose. No one that, in TFP has a nose. That's... Oh, come on. That's that's okay. They don't have to have noses if they don't want them. Like, who needs them anyways? But That's fair. But yeah, like, in fan art, oftentimes, uh, he gets a mouth even when he didn't have one. And that mouth is there to, like, have quivering lips or big, big lips. Just lips. People <laughs> like to draw him with lips. Actually, have you seen any TFP fan art where they give him lips? Now that I'm thinking about it, it sounds kind of no, weird. No, I have not, because I would like to save that image of Optimus in my brain, and he doesn't need lips. Now now I want to find out if that exists. I mean, have fun with that. I have a couple of fanfiction recommendations, because I've been doing this a really, really long time. Oh boy. Let's hear him. So, uh, one big one that I have that's a really good recommendation. Uh, it is a very interesting story. It's a Transformers Prime story. Uh, it's called The Enemy of My Enemy. It's about 30 chapters long right now uh, by Chills of Fire. C-H-I-L-L-S-O-F-F-I-R-E. Uh, it was last updated uh, December 2nd, 2019. So don't get your hopes up on anything new. But it's really interesting because Megatron and Optimus have to work together to stop arachnid and it's great it's very very well done which is why i have it bookmarked but it's about 30 chapters in 171,000 words if you want to kill a couple hours while reading that's a really good one uh, I also have uh, Icos of Mezzotine, which is my favorite fanfiction written ever. Uh, it's not 
technically shattered glass, but it does a really good job of subverting uh, Megatron and Optimus's roles and essentially helps Megatron become the leader of the Autobots and Optimus become the leader of the Decepticons and his relationship and how he's coerced with Starscream and that makes him into something really, really vile. And I think that's really interesting. Also, on the other spectrum, aside from the wubification of Optimus Prime, people really like making Optimus violent. Oh my god, yeah. I think that's like a something from like the Bay verse because he's super fucking violent in that. But like I I can also understand that because, you know, he is a war criminal and I think uh there's kind of like some merit to just going fucking ham on that. Like this guy's corrupt and bad and shitty. And I mean, that's what Shattered Glass is for, but you know, seeing it um with like the the character as he is is kind of an interesting interpretation. I like different versions of Optimus, but I also like uh, one specific instance of Optimus being very, very soft, and uh, it is in a fan fiction called Worship. It's a one-shot by uh, Rosebud009, so it's R-O-S-3-B-U-D-009. It's called Worship. It's a Ratchet fic, and it's great. And Optimus <laughs> is very soft, and he tells Ratchet all the good things about him, and if you, if you don't know what a praise kink is, you'll learn real fast why are there so many kinks that i've never heard of what is this i can't wait to introduce you to things i'm going to open your mind to so much oh god this is i think you're gonna like valve plug the most no 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 i don't want to hear i don't want to learn i don't want to learn anything about that i'm good i'm good i'm good i just have like surface level knowledge and that's all i fucking need I don't well, with this podcast, you're going to learn a lot more. And I have one more fanfiction recommendation, and then I'm done. Uh, it's a <laughs> self-insert fic. It's called In Media Bellum by Authorticity, a- Authorticity, A-U-T-H-O-R-T-I-C-I-T-Y. And it's a reader insert where the reader is an astronomer. It's 50 chapters long, and oh it's gosh. really good. Yeah, and there's no, like, shipping in it, but uh, it does have some really, really good uh, scenes with Optimus in particular, and I think it's really well done. So those those are my fanfiction recommendations. Uh, I have a lot because I've been doing this for a really long time, but... Uh, aside from fan fiction, fan fiction is good to read if you're that kind of person. I am definitely that kind of person, but it doesn't exactly bring to the information of which Optimus Prime is the sexiest Optimus Prime. So, uh, very important question, Bogey. Which Optimus is the sexiest and why is it Transformers Prime? It's it's not Transformers Prime. I'm just going to say that right now. It's not. Oh, what Optimus gets your garters in a twist? Uh- Okay, okay, it's not like that, it's never like that, and it never will be like that. That being said- This is the sexiest Optimus bogey! That being said, I think that if if any of them are to get it, uh, as in like the title of sexiest, not get it, get it. (laughs) (laughs) If any of them are gonna get it from bogey. No, it- anyways, Armada. (laughs) It's Armada. I think- he kind of he's like the right balance of like uh you know a good like general character as well as um you know being a kind of violent i guess like he's powerful he shows off that he's powerful and 
just the fact that it is such a dark take on him you know he's he loves war but he refuses to admit it because if he does that then he undermines the values that the autobots have worked for like he's ashamed of that part of himself um and like just the fact that he's so brutal compared to other optimuses like he kind of does feel like Bayverse optimus in some ways especially in that final battle with uh megatron where he's like just fucking ripping chunks off of him like he he tears off parts of his own body like snaps off his uh fucking deer antlers it's and he's, he like gores him with his own antlers uh it's it's pretty intense but so the just, big and violent optimus primes no, really do it for you huh no i i never said that you are reading into things because you want to read into them you want to believe so that you, you are like not alone optimus in your primes thirst that have the the deep emotional backstory and also the complexities of war so like babers right do you think Baver's Optimus is sexy? I don't think he's sexy, but I do think his design in The Last Night is really cool. I think Do you think that do you think that his spike has flames on the side of it, just like his chest? I, I do. I don't think so. I think uh he doesn't what have color one. do you think it is? I think he uses like red and blue wires. It's plug and play. Wires. Fuck it. Yes. Yes. That's my opinion. Oh, you're so you're so old. Plug and Play is so old. Do you know anything about Valve Plug? I don't want to. I you already well, said you. Well, you're gonna learn. No, I. I can't believe you're calling me old when I am like a descendant of Decepticons of the past. Okay, like I. I mean, I have, yeah, you're you're old. I'm way you're in the old future because you still do Plug and Play. I don't. I don't do that. Hey. But you just said. Everybody on the podcast heard that you prefer plug and play to valve plug. I did not say this that. This is an adult podcast for adults. So anyway, if you could fuck any of the Optimuses, which one would it be? Fuck None Mary of Kill. Them. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill Optimus. Okay, let's go. So fuck Mary Kill Optimus, Armada Optimus, uh, oh Prime Wars Optimus, and Transformers Animated Optimus. Go. Oh, you're. You're making this real easy for me. Kill Prime Wars Optimus. Fuck that guy. He is... <laughs> he's a useless sack of shit. Useless. <laughs> also, when he dies... Or when he comes back at the end, uh, that that's when, like, Megatron dies. And Megatron is the best character in that show. So, uh, Optimus in Prime Wars deserves to be, like, fucking annihilated. Uh, okay. Very okay. violent about this decision. Look, look. He's not a good Optimus. I don't like Optimus in general, but that one is just so boring. Reaching into your deep-seated <sighs> hatred of Optimus Prime. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's not how this is. I. So who would you fuck and who would you marry? Uh, <laughs> I feel like you've chosen these this way on purpose. I don't like this. <sighs> Everything you know what I do for this podcast is on purpose. Mm, you know what? I say fuck TFA Optimus. He's really? like... Yes. Uh, just because... Is it because he's a bottom? It's because he's soft, okay? He's soft and naive, and he isn't gonna, like, be violent about it, okay? It's, it's better that way. So TFA Optimus is gonna treat you right and be super gentle to you? I don't, I don't like the way you're describing this. He's... <laughs> it's... It's nothing's gonna happen. Also, he's like smaller. He's smaller, right? It's like 
easier because uh, other other optimists tend to be like really really tall and that's intimidating. Okay, this guy is like the most intimidating thing about him is his chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it makes a good seat. It what? <laughs> why, why would you? Why would you? Why would you sit on his chin? That's not very. Oh. So then you you married our bad optimist then. I can't believe it. I, you can't believe it. Uh, that, that took me so long to realize what you meant by that. I, I guess, I guess, Mary Armada Optimus. He's kind of flaky though. Like I, he's not, he's not really the best in that regard. But you know, would sure, he leave whatever. you at the altar? He wouldn't even show up. He would, he what? would not show up. He would. He doesn't even know that it's that day. He doesn't care. Like he's too busy. Like he's too busy abandoning some kids somewhere. Including me. He has he, a lot of children, but he doesn't do anything after he, like, leaves? No. Does he pay okay. child support? I don't even think he pays child support. I don't, Optimus, when are you going to pay your child support? You have, like, 18 kids! He doesn't pay child support or taxes, honestly. Optimus so Prime is evading taxes! Someone arrest him immediately! I did tell you he was a war criminal. This is all just part of it. He's a war criminal, and he has many, many crimes, and that is pretty much our entire podcast today, I, so... Hey, hey, you are you trying to weasel your way out of doing Fuck, Mary Kill? Are you... I can't no? believe this. Livewire, you you tried to end this without doing Fuck, Mary Kill yourself? Do I even know you anymore? I legitimately forgot that I also had to do it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do it if, if you really don't want to, no, no, but... <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my Why gosh. Why I end this on such an unsatisfying conclusion? Do I look like a bad partner to you? I... I, I finish what I start. Uh, okay, if you want to put it that way. Alright. I do. Give me options. Okay. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. G1 Optimus. Universal Ride Optimus, and Transformers Prime Optimus, because you said he was the sexiest. Interesting. Hmm. I want to hear your reasoning on this. Hmm. I would kill Universal Ride Optimus. Wh why? Because I don't like him there. Like, he does He does the thing that he has to do, but he also kills Megatron, and then we have to drive by his corpse hanging from the ceiling, and it's very disconcerting, and I don't like it. So, I would kill him. I mean, that's a fair point. It is kind of rude to just leave Megatron hanging like that. Quite literally. Um, but yeah, I would kill Universal Ride Optimus, uh, therefore also killing Bayformer's Optimus, which is a dream of mine, personally. <laughs> um... I would for sure fuck Transformers Prime Optimus, 100%. Absolutely, okay. no contest. And then I'd marry G1 Optimus, because I know G1 Optimus would take good care of me. That is fair. He's like the most wholesome Optimus. He's a very wholesome Optimus, and we appreciate wholesome Optimuses in this house. Yeah. Plus, all of the other Optimuses have like countless bodies behind them. I mean, are you are you saying that G1 Optimus doesn't? Oh no, G1 Optimus definitely has like a death count in the millions, but at least when he's on Earth, he cares about humans, and I'm just this tiny little human, and he's going to do everything he can to protect me because he loves me because we're married. I thought but you said you like, were a gun. I thought you said you what? were a gun. Megatron is also a gun, and they hate fuck all the time. 
<laughs> do they really? I don't we know. We don't about know. That. We haven't seen it, but they I mean, might. What 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 they do is their own business. I think you know. Who but are we it's to pry? also our business because that's the whole point of the second half of the show. But we're pretty much done for today, and we appreciate everybody listening to the many war crimes of Optimus Prime. Oh, there are so many. God. If well, if I was gonna say uh, with all of the crimes that he's done, he could write a book about it. But there's several books and movies and TV shows and spinoffs and mangas and something called Kiss Players, which we don't talk about. No, we we don't talk about that. Don't even bring it up ever again. We don't talk about that, but we really do appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, the next episode should be the Megatron episode. I'd be surprised if it isn't. But uh, for right now, uh, my name is Livewire, and I'm signing off as the Thirsty One. I'm Bogey, and I'm going to go get lunch. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>